Welcome to the International Career Couples Podcast. This is your host, Kate Galloway. I work with expat couples who want to align and grow both their careers. In this podcast, we aim to explore how expat couples can work as a team to understand and balance their personal and professional goals while living on the move. Today, we're joined by Nanette Fairley. Nanette is a business psychologist by training and has more than 30 years experience in the corporate world, primarily in consulting in the aviation industry. Her role has varied from culture and change management to supporting individuals making the most of their talents and careers through leadership development, talent management and development assessment. A long-term expat, she set up and ran her own business in the Middle East for many years prior to retiring early to travel and work more flexibly. Since then, Nanette founded What Nextology, a resource for those wanting to make the most of their life after full-time work and family commitments. What Nextology provides community, support, ideas and inspiration for those planning their what's next once they retire. Thank you, Nanette, for joining um, us today for this episode. Um, I'm really, really excited to speak to you today and hear about the work that you do, um, which is, I feel, really relevant to the topic of international career couples and how we kind of navigate our career from the very start to the end. Um, and I thought we could maybe start with maybe you just introducing what it is that you do um, and who you work with. Yeah, absolutely. Great to be here. Uh, it's such a a needed topic, uh, I think. But what do I do? I guess that starts a, a little bit, if I went back a little bit to almost three years ago, I was working in a big corporate. Before that, I'd been running a business. My life was about my job and I kind of fitted in my life, the rest of my life in the little snippets that I had around these these really big jobs. And I got to the point where I thought, you know, I don't want to work full-time anymore. So I did this thing called early retirement. Mm. And I hate the word retirement. I hate it. It makes you sound like you have been put out to pasture. pasture. You should be sitting in the corner of the room with a blanket over your legs. So I absolutely (laughs) hate the word. Unfortunately, we don't have a better word for retirement in the English language right now. Mm. Um, But how I would describe it, it's about it's not about shutting things down, it's about transitioning. So my goal in my what's next after full-time employment was not retirement. It was to really live more of my life. And so I did a lot of planning around what that would be. Part of it is traveling. So I do quite a bit of traveling, even with uh, COVID. I have I, I've managed to still be traveling, not as much as I would like to, but that's beginning to change. Uh, I do some um, giving back so I do a bit of volunteer work I exercise critically important in my in my life two to three hours of exercise at least six hours six days a week and I know that that's important for you too yeah absolutely so um, that's a part of my life right now and I also set up a small uh, coaching um an entity called What Nextology. And that's really to help people make that transition to their what's next after full-time employment because it is it is a big transition. And like when you get married, you prepare for that transition because it's a big one. And when you have your first child, you prepare for that. Uh, potentially when you do an expatriate relocation, you prepare for that. You read about where you're going, you try and understand, you might learn a little bit of the language. But often 
the only preparation we do for retirement is thinking about our finances. And that's really, um, I'd like to change that view that there's much more to thinking about your what's next than than just finances. So that's what I do in What Nextology. I'm a business psychologist by training. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. It sounds um, fascinating. So in your in the work that you do then and the, the people that you're um, kind of helping with this what's next, what do you find they tend to bring to the table in terms of challenges? The, the biggest one absolutely is, is finances. And I get that that is important in in thinking about what comes next after full-time employment because you no longer have a full-time salary. So, But that is not my area of specialty. My, my goal is to help people put that in context and understand that finances are, yep, they're important, but I know people, and I'm sure you do, Kate, that have retired with plenty of money but find themselves bored, rudderless, perhaps not so happy in their uh, life after full-time employment. And so it's much more than finances. So one one of the challenges, I think, is helping people make that psychological shift from they'll be earning and saving to they'll be retiring and spending mm-hmm. and feeling security around that shift. So that's that's one of the challenges. I think the other challenge is as a couple, if you're if you're in an uh, relationship if you're married or in a, a long-term relationship the transition needs to be quite um, intertwined um, you talk about I, I've listened to a couple of your other podcasts where you, you your couples are talking about having a shared vision and I think in what's next after full-time employment you absolutely have to have a shared vision and relationships that don't have that really do come under um that they really do experience a lot of stress in retirement if they haven't, one, got a shared vision and haven't thought about how things will change once they are retired. So, for example, you think about expatriate um, couples, often they have had a lot of travel in their life, particularly mm-hmm. the, if, if one or both partners are working in an environment like the Middle East, they might be travelling a lot for work and suddenly they're 24-7 together. Mm-hmm. So that might be the first time in, rela- in their relationship that that's actually happened. Um, so that can sometimes be a challenge as far as um, what, how they'll operate as a couple when things are very different, i.e. they're not one or both going to work every day. Um, I, think, I think another challenge is also coming up with what is, I talked about, you know, what's your shared vision, but just coming up, what is that vision for your future? Mm-hmm. What do you want this wonderful, flexible part of your life that you have after you leave full-time employment? What will make you happy there? What will bring joy? What will keep you getting out of bed every morning? You know, you don't want to be sleeping till lunchtime. And you can perhaps only golf, you know, people who go, oh, I'm just going to golf all the time three months into uh, golfing every day in retirement, you know, some people find that that's not quite as fulfilling as as they would like this part of their life to be. So I think they're some of the challenges that um, individuals face as they're planning this next stage of their life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of, as you've been speaking, um, sort of got images of retirement cards 
you know, that's got somebody on the golf course swinging like, you know, congratulations on your retirement. And um, the way that you're speaking about it, a phrase or a, a term on your website, whatnextology.com, that really stuck out to me that you were talking about it as being the third age of, mm-hmm. um, and I, I wondered if you m- might explain a little bit about that, about what, you know, yeah. what third age is and actually what can happen for people in that time. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a there's a model of um, of of life that that came from a British sociologist who talks about our first age as being that age when we're edu- we're educating. You know, we're children, we're educating, we're dependent. Then our second age is when we're working, we're earning, etc. Our third age is this time after full time employment. So we may still be employed. We may be part time, or we may be doing volunteer, or we might be grandparenting. But we're likely still doing something, but it's a very flexible um, part of our life. And then the fourth age, he describes as decrepitude. So I don't want to go there very soon. <laughs> um, so so th- this third age, you're not working full time. You don't have childcare responsibilities anymore. Um, some people will have elder care responsibilities in their third age because they will have elderly parents. Um, and then how how can we um, make the most of that awesome part of our life. And there's a lot of research. There are a number of longitudinal studies into successful ageing. I follow a couple of them. One is the Irish longitudinal study into ageing. And they look at a number of things that are really important to age successfully. And I think that people who have nailed those, who really understand those and focus on them are the ones that have perhaps the most joyful and the most successful and positive and enjoyable third ages. Mm, okay. Um, and I mean, so I'm sure I've seen on your website, there's lots of resources there, but just kind of while, mm-hmm. while we're talking about that, how could people find yeah. out more about that and the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So on the, on the website and, and I'm, I'm sure you'll put a link to, to the website in your, in your show notes, but there's a, a tab called personalized report. And you can go in and take a free report that helps you do a little audit of your life um, and, and will help you think about where you want to focus, where you need to build perhaps before you step out of full-time employment. Or if you've already retired and you're not feeling like it's not really gelling for you, you're not feeling. Uh, I remember I, I was speaking, one of my clients, he was saying to me that for two years after he left um, full-time employment, he felt like a ship at sea. So he felt like he really was a bit rudderless. Um, he felt um, that he really didn't have a purpose or, or much meaning. So I think um, this questionnaire can help you think about what areas of your life you might want to focus and which ones you're doing particularly well. And it's mostly based on the research that's coming out of these longitudinal studies mm-hmm. that I have added finances in there because everybody wants to focus on finances. And if you read any of the resources on, on retirement, 98% of it is around finances. Mm-hmm. So I have put finances into the, the questionnaire, but it's, it, really needs to be in in perspective because, as I mentioned before, there are people who are very wealthy who have quite unfulfilled uh, retirements. Yeah, yeah, okay. And when should people do it? Like when would people start thinking about what next? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, we we should be, I think, planning our finances all the way through our career. Mm -hmm. But 
probably five years out, and I say my target audience is five years prior to uh, stepping out of full-time employment to five years after stepping out of full-time employment because that's kind of the, the people who are excited and planning but might be planning in a very narrow way and then people who have already stepped out of full-time employment but aren't, they haven't found their flow yet. It, it feels um, it feels a bit ho-hum and they're not perhaps enjoying it as much as they thought they might. Um, I know I also worked with someone who just hated their job. You know, you think it's easy when you hate your job. You just can't wait to get out of it. But they, when they did retire, because they didn't really have a vision for what was next for them, they didn't enjoy retirement much more than, than their, their job that they didn't enjoy. So I think that that planning piece is, is critically important. And the, the questionnaire uh, will help you think about what needs to be part of your plan. And you can do the questionnaire. It's free. So you can do it every six months or every year just to do a little audit of how are you going against the goals either to prepare for um, retirement or or spice it up if you're already there. Yeah. And it's earlier when you were speaking, you were saying um, about how for all of our big life moves and even our smaller life moves, we plan for them. But this is one that yep. sometimes just comes about and actually might come about because of an organisational decision when we're not expecting mm-hmm. it as well or, yeah. or other things but, that unexpectedly. Yeah, um, particularly in COVID, particularly in COVID that has happened. And if you're in your late 50s and early 60s um, and you're made redundant, um, through organisational changes, it's really quite difficult to get another job. We, there's so much written about ageism in the workplace and it, it is rife. And what a, a lot of people, um, I encourage people to do when that's the situation is to think more rather than the one job, think about more of a portfolio career. So they might do one day a week doing something here and maybe one day a week volunteering and one day a week doing something else. Um, so they they have, or maybe they might set up their own little business that that is kind of like what I've done. I probably work about two days a week mm-hmm. um, but so that I have time to do all the other things that I want to do in my third age. Okay. So there's, um, it's inviting creativity and innovation around what what is actually a huge identity shift when you go yep. from working to not working or working in a different way as well absolutely um, yeah absolutely. and you, the, the point on the identity shift Kate the um I'll tell you a funny story so you know when you, you're employed you've got a business card that says you know whatever you are mm-hmm. and you go to networking events and you give out your business card and you talk about that I remember the first networking event I went to after once I'd left full-time employment so I've had you know so I, I was no use to anyone anymore, apparently, because I didn't have a full-time job. So it was quite interesting when you're in a networking situation and you say either you've retired or you're not working full-time anymore and suddenly the gaze moves from you and they start talking to somebody else. <laughs> so unless you can, um, you know, feel quite confident in describing what you're, what you're about now, mm-hmm. now that you're no longer working, no longer that, now that you're no longer a lawyer, or a teacher, or a policeman, you know, what are you now? Uh, and finding a way to describe that, that identity piece is, is pretty important. And it takes a little bit of thinking and work mm-hmm. to be able to articulate it in a way that, um, one, others understand, but also so that it gives you uh, an identity that you're proud of and mm-hmm. that, that, you, that you're very comfortable wearing. 
Yeah. And unless somebody's there to kind of prompt you to that, it's probably not something that people are anticipating happening. Um, yeah. It's going to happen and not feel very nice at the time. Um, earlier on, we were speaking about shared vision. So when couples are coming to this, it might be that some couples are doing it at different times. Some people are doing it at the same time together. What what other advice would you have for people? So maybe as we sort of coming towards the last um, few minutes of our time together, what kind of advice would you give for people um, individually and as partners as they're starting yeah. to think about this? Yeah. So as, as partners and couples, uh, you know, as we've said, create it together. There will be parts that you do independently. So, for example, you know, we're not all triathletes. Your partner or my partner may not be into triathlon. So there's a part of our life that we do independently, but there's a part of our life that we do together. So that, that planning of what, what's okay, how do we want to do that together, I think that's one thing. If you're not sure about whether you're ready to retire or not, can you find the opportunity to test drive retirement? So that means either a sabbatical or unpaid leave for as long as you can get. And it could be four or five years out from retirement um, and really unhooking from work so that you get to experience what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So some people might go, yeah, the plan that I have, it really works and I'm looking forward to it. Others might go, I am bored crazy. I need to really think about this before I before I jump. So that opportunity to test drive, but what I would say is really unplug from work. So don't be doing emails every day mm -hmm. uh, if you're trying to test drive uh, a retirement. The other thing is thinking about even those who have enough money, their financial advisor has said they've got enough money and they still feel unsure or insecure about that, perhaps going part-time first if that's an option. It's not always an option, but if it is, go part-time first and then see how do you live on a part-time salary. And then that might give you the confidence to then go on to not having an income from, uh, from employment. The other thing I would say is when you're, as a couple, thinking about when you retire, there's a little bit of research more and more growing around when couples retire at different times, unless they have a very good plan, that can sometimes um, cause more kind of friction in a relationship. So, for example, if the wife retires first, she gets out there, joins clubs, has her, builds her social groups, et cetera, et cetera. And then when hubby retires, he's sitting at home because she's out and she's created her life um, and he has to go and do the same but perhaps is feeling a little uh, fish out of water. So that shared vision but also thinking about can you retire together does it make sense to retire together because it will be easier to build that shared shared life um, if you retire at similar times? Wow. So those are, those are some of the things yeah. I would encourage yeah. people to think just, about. Um, thank you so much. Uh, if we, Is it okay for one last question? I know that we've gone a little bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> actually, actually, can I put in one, one last tip as well? Yeah, please. Um, creating connections because one of the things that happens when you step out of full-time work is you say oh yes we're going to stay in touch we're absolutely all these work colleagues that you've been friends with for maybe 15 or 20 years depends on how long you've been at the organization but what happens is you don't stay in touch and there's a lot of reasons but if they're still working and you're not you don't immediately have 
things in common. So I always encourage people before they step out of full-time employment to look at and really evaluate their connections outside of the job. And if they don't have much there, to start to build those before they step out of full-time employment. So, you know, join the, join the tennis club and get to know the tennis people if that's what you're going to do in, in your third age or, or the new golf club near where you are because particularly if you're an expatriate couple, you've got to make the decision about where you retire to. It's, it may not be in the country that you've been working. So you've got to develop a whole new set of connections, critically important to successful ageing so that you're not isolated, that you don't get... Um, you know, experience any kind of depression from from just not having the contact that that you're used to when you're working full time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so that was my last yeah, last no, tip. Uh, critically such important, a, such an important part, and something that we don't often talk about enough, which is the repatriation part of our expatriation lives, which is the hardest part often to go back. But to do that, and you're leaving employment, yep. and there's a big shift. Um, it's like a d- double whammy if you haven't planned for it. I think that's what you... Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we all deal with change differently. Um, and sometimes, even if it's positive change, even if we're really looking forward to uh, retiring and maybe repatriating or moving to a, a third country. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the Middle East, people maybe not want to go back to home country. If it's the UK and it's raining all the time, they might decide that they want to go to Portugal <laughs> or yeah. somewhere. So, so that... Even though it's positive um, change, it can still bring stress. So I think, you know, just being aware that, that it's going to happen, whether it's good change or, or bad change. Yeah, yeah. It's just dropped an idea into my mind um, where we're kind of talking about what our next move is just now and we're planning it for the next phase, which is kind of children going through high school. And it just kind of popped into my mind, are we future-proofing for the next bit? Because what we yeah. say now is, oh, if I'd known, if we'd known yeah. ten years ago, twelve years ago, probably wouldn't have bought the property that we bought at the time, mm-hmm. and kind of financially, we might have made different decisions. Um, yeah, yeah. I need to give that. A yeah, little that's thought. thank you for the really question. good thought, Kate. <laughs> really good <laughs> thank thought. you for the question there. Um, and so, what the the final um, piece was? So, for people that would come and work with what nextology and people on your team what could they expect yeah Yeah. so what nextology is me so i don't want to grow to a big organization because i've been there and done that i set up my own business we became the largest team of walk sites in in the middle east don't want to do that again remember i'm in my third age (laughs) so i i work one-on-one um with individuals i've developed a course so there's video and exercises supported by coaching and i um just one-on-one or one-on-two so with couples uh Mm -hmm. thinking about their plan so whether they're a few years out from retirement and they want to put together a plan and really begin thinking about it and future proof it as you say or they're into retirement and it's not quite working and or it's going okay but they thought it would be better um, and they want to focus some more. So that's where I work. It's, it's usually um, one-on-one, one-on-two. Uh, I have an online course but I encourage people to work through it in conjunction with coaching support because it's great to, to talk about it. In the future, we might have um, some groups um, but at the moment, the people I've been working with uh, prefer have been preferring to work one-on-one so, or, or to just a couple working with me. Mm. What you can access right now, anyone can access the questionnaire. 
my blogs. I write quite regular blogs uh, that are on my website. Uh, also, I have a Facebook group that I post every single day of the year. Um, just, you know, tips and things to think about when you're uh, making the transition. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're the big things right now. How people can get in touch with me is through my email, which uh, perhaps you would uh, uh, put in the course notes. Yes. Uh, the, sorry, the, uh, the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time out. I feel like I could ask you questions for about five hours um, about this topic. It's really interesting and it just feels like a whole different, I, I don't know, in my mind, a whole different um, door has opened of possibilities and considerations. Um, and I can see the value of it for other people as well. So thank you for taking the time out to speak to us today. It's been fun, Kate. Thanks for asking me. I just love talking to Nanette. Uh, there was so much learning in that episode about creating a shared vision, which is a bit of a theme that we're hearing um, from people. Um, test driving your retirement or your uh, what you want to do in your third age, to plan to retire together, when, how, what you're going to be doing, um, how to build your network and to make sure that you've got things kind of set up for um, when you move out of full-time employment and sort of being aware of how we react to change um, and understanding that it's not always going to be easy and that planning for it is going to make it a lot more enjoyable. You can visit whatnextology.com to access the questionnaire and the resources that Nanette was speaking about. She mentioned also her Facebook page and her LinkedIn um, that, and her Instagram that you can go in and become a community member of and just try out what's available. We'll also put all of the links in the show notes and on the social media associated with this episode. And of course, you're always welcome to visit my website, kategallowaycoaching.com to find out more about the International Career Couple podcast, catch up on any episodes that you might have missed and to download your free conversation guide.